0: Welcome to the Trailer Island podcast. Hello, is another wonderful week on the island. So I thought you were talking to me directly. So I thought I'd jump in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, Matt. You can. You're more than welcome to be that person I'm talking to. That's and great. Steve. Oh, Steve's also oh, here. Oh, of course. We can't forget Steve. Wonderful, Steve. Oh, I killed the music. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Ah, oh, good, good. That's nice. Sweet Matthews Dulcet. String plucking I will serenade you with with my strings I really like it when you pluck your strings Alright, moving on Okay, we will Uh, That's the end of that music, I suppose (laughs) Um, We're doing so well Yes, we are this week we're going to talk about a I'm not going to time tug this film cuz I believe it came out in 2019 but it was only
1: last year for those of you playing at home.
0: Yes. Mm. And but it was only recently released on Netflix. And I suppose with all the delays to the cinemas and such that I guess, you know, it doesn't hurt that we can say that this is I don't know, out currently. Yeah. I think that's probably fair enough, yeah. Wildly w- widely available. Yeah, well, it's on and Net-
2: wildly available it's, as well. It's, it's,
1: yes, it's on Netflix, so um, it's available to to <laughs> the good people of planet Earth. So okay, I'll yes, I'll say the title of the film. Yes, Matthew, please. All right, we're going to talk about a uh, yes, the film called The Good Liar.
0: So tell me, have you done this a lot? Met people on the computer service? Don't you find it's always the same? You mean the anticipation followed by the letdown? But I tell myself, brace up. This time it will be different. Which is why I must now confess to you a deception of my part. My name is in fact not Brian, it's Roy. To the future. How much do you think she's worth?
2: Nearly three million pounds. You're
0: gonna take the lot? You bloody bet I'm gonna take it all. Is that your grandson? It's too soon to be getting so close to him.
1: I've grown very fond of you. Do you know who you are? You're the only person on
0: this planet who makes me feel that I'm not alone. I know things about you.
2: Who you really
0: are. You don't want to do this, Roy. What if it
1: is? Seems like you've had quite a past.
2: (laughs) Enough to last several lifetimes. It's really weird. I just want to point out that the Trailer Island podcast is set on an island, but we don't actually get to see the trailer. We just hear it now. <laughs> Steve, Steve, okay. did you not watch the trailer? No, I did, I did. <laughs> but just listening to it by itself takes on a whole different form. That went from, like, spy f- thriller to action movie to drama piece to oddly Transformers movie for a second there, it, yeah, it, and it's, then back to drama
1: piece. There's a lot, in terms of the sound design on that trailer, there is a lot going on mm-hmm. in the music they've chosen, in, in even just having seen the film, they are alternate takes of lines from that film. They do not deliver those lines the same way in the movie for the most part, I believe. Okay. Um, not, not all of them, just some of them are differently more sinister takes, I think, on some of the lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a very dramatic trailer.
0: I actually, I really enjoy that trailer. I think it, it sets a really nice tone for the general vibe of the film.
1: I think it might be a little more dramatic. I agree with you, but I think it might be a little more dramatic than the actual movie itself is. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this film is Cleopatra and Gandalf. They are. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, we were all thinking it. <laughs> So it's Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen.
1: Dame Helen Mirren and Sir Ian McKellen, I think you'll find. Oh, them. my grand apologies.
0: <laughs> um, put your hand up if you've been in the same room as Ian McKellen. Uh, me. Just, oh, me too. Just When have you been in the same room
2: as him? Uh I was following you guys.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I was in London Again. and saw his live show. Yeah. And I think he may have, at about the three hour mark, he might have mentioned this film that he was recording at the time because I was in London last year. And he he touched my back. He touched you on the shoulder once. Just yes, like he did. In just a a like a
2: gladiator. Finished the sentence
0: aggressively. No, no, no. It was, it was, very, it was very softly. He, he, he said, oh, perhaps we should go back to our seats now. You know, he's, he's an interesting dude. It was a good show. Anyway, uh, let's not get distracted from this film. Um, so, well, um, Matthew. well, Ian McKellen plays
1: Roy, who is basically a con artist. That is established mm-hmm. yeah. very, very early on in the, in the movie is that he is a con artist. And he's, uh, he's on an internet dating site with Helen Mirren. I forget her character's name. Betty. 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 Obviously, just by the nature of this film, we don't actually know if Roy is his actual name. There's a lot of... He plays Um, quite a few different kind of iterations of himself that we see. Sort of, you know, he'll have a date with with betty and then he'll turn into someone else and that's quite well he's called
0: roy by his business partner vincent oh that's true played played by jim carter who if i could have narrate every moment of my life (laughs) i would just be permanently weak at the knees that's that's fair enough he is very
1: good in this film in my opinion (laughs) Um, and but yeah the film opens with roy on an internet dating site talking to betty and they agree to to meet up, and that is the essentially the catalyst of this of this story. They meet up yeah. and, and go and
2: it goes on from there. she becomes his mark his, his. con artist mark
1: oh, I see what you mean yes, yes. yeah he's trying to con her out of her um, well she's she's we're not quite sure how wealthy, but it's implied
0: that she's quite wealthy. They give the impression that she's got all these sorts of assets, and he's trying to get her to invest in this Venture, whatever it may be, and it yeah. should be getting plenty of returns. And that we see established quite early is that he does this quite regularly. That's right, and,
1: and as well, he's quite good at it. He is actually very, yeah. very
0: good at it. And it was something very interesting and I don't know, unsettling because I think most of us tr- grew up with Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Yes, absolutely. And seeing him in this role where he's playing a real bad guy. You know, yeah, he's quite nasty. He's quite a nasty yeah. character. And I don't know if I'd ever, you know, thought that I would hear Ian McKellen drop the C bomb. Oh, a film. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if we could, you know, I, warn dear listener, if you've not yeah. seen the film yet, there actually, is some language in it. On, <laughs> on that
1: point, actually, before we get any further, I saw this trailer. I saw who was in it. I thought, oh, this is going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a kind of. For want of a better word, a nice classy film is going to have you know these great actors. That One's a con artist, and it's going to be kind of this cat and mouse kind of thing. What I did not expect was people being run over by trains. Oh, yeah. People having their hands smashed in with hammers. Ian McKellen dropping the C-bomb, um, amongst other actors
0: also swearing quite profu- profusely. It's a fairly violent movie. I, when, when I saw the warning at the start, I was like... <laughs> Really? I-ish. like? How are they going to interpret? This? Like, yeah. put that to film with geriatric actors. You know, it's <laughs> like, how does that work? But it, it, it happens, and it, I think it does work. I think because
1: you're not expecting it, because you've got Helen Mirren Annie and Ian McKellen in this, you think, oh, they they're, they're sweet old people. They're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna hurt any, anyone or, or or have anything bad happen to them. Um, but then, yeah, the film progresses and. Um, Things happen. Things happen, and yeah. I wouldn't
0: say it's particularly uh, unrealistic either. Like it, it seems fairly for what everyone is capable of doing seems quite worldly. Like
1: I think I think that's why it's so brutal. As you look at going, that's a very realistic depiction of whatever it is that's happening. You go, oh, that's nasty. And The, ca- uh, you know, the camera I- shows it. Like The camera doesn't cut away from anything, which is really weird. Yeah. I don't know about that. There were a few moments I was like,
0: oh, I just saw that happen. That's not something I wanted to see. It's and- like, you know, in a superhero movie, like realistically, you're not going to get covered by a building that's being zapped by someone's super eyes and stuff. In this, you feel like I could probably get stabbed with something.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying that con artist Ian McKellen shouldn't have the same agility as Gandalf Ian McKellen
0: which he sort of seems to do in this. Well, uh, but but, but his character has that split. He he portrays himself as being a meek old man, but there are moments where he's quite capable of being agile.
1: Well, that's actually one of my favourite transformations he has in the film, where he he is pretending to have a bit of a gammy knee when he's with Betty to get sympathy. And there's this bit where she, she drops him off at one point, he goes inside to somewhere, and you see him come out the other side, and he's walking up, Upright quickly again, he's fast paced, he's like a much younger man all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, it's quite quite a good performance, I think, from McKellen in oh, that yeah, respect.
0: Absolutely. He's really good in this he's very good. Oh, yeah.
1: So is Helen Mirren, That both of them are really I good. do
0: I do like this film for what it is in, in in respect to two characters sort of playing with each other. Even if even if you looked at this as a dating film <laughs> of older people trying to find love, if you remove the con stuff, mm. you'd be like Oh, I look at them playing this little game of trying to work out what each other is into and all those sort of things. And I must admit that I was feeling very, very uncomfortable in a particular scene with Ian McKellen where he's trying to woo Ellen oh, Mirren. About, yeah. And it kind of, I was, yeah, I was just like. You know, when he, he's walking into the bedroom mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, how about a cuddle?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that was
0: quite... Cr- I mean, I think yeah. it's designed to be that way, but it is quite cringe-inducing. Mm-hmm. And I actually... I think that's where a lot of this tension is because you know that he is a con artist. It's very clear from the outset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a con artist and he's going to try and swindle take, her Swindle her and take her yeah. for everything that she's got. Every last penny. And that penny. is the tension that you have in this film that you're like, oh, no, like how's... How are they going to get out of this? But then you've got the grandson character of of Betty as well, who is sort of like, uh, I think you know, this this seems really dodgy to me. See, the tension for me we definitely, like I, I was I was
2: feeling from the outset. I was getting this this genre film film vibe. It was like a almost a heist film. Yeah, and I was sort of waiting for, I was waiting for the double cross. Yeah, uh, and so yeah. I'm watching yeah. Alan Mirren's character the entire time, going. Are you going to double cross? Well, actually, I agree because McKellen.
1: The thing that got me is when they're. It's sort of cutting between them both signing up for this dating site. Mm-hmm. Is she ticks um, mm-hmm. not a drinker, and then she has a glass yep. of wine. Yep. And I thought, okay, so it's clearly setting up this idea of you're not sure which one's going to be the worst, perhaps because he he them. ticks not a smoker, not a smoker and, and then he's, s- smoking. And he's smoking. Yeah, but then uh, not well. We're going to put a spoiler warning
0: out for this. Aren't I we? think at this point, dear listener, yeah. if you haven't mm-hmm. seen the film, this is where a significant of the f- portion of the film gets into where we do need to discuss it and how and it, I think it has an impact of how well it does this oh yeah i think so um, oh, yeah. In this circumstance in, absolutely. impacts heavily on how we feel about this film so if you've not seen the film uh, come back in when you've watched it but if you ha- <laughs> or if you know if you just want to know what happens it's fine i feel like it's probably better to see the film first and how it happens because I feel like, for me, how this unravels, so spoiler warning from this point, is it's not done in a way that the audience could have had a chance mm. to guess. It's it was what, very out of the blue. It just it was abrupt. Yeah. It's just an abrupt reveal about it. It's like, well, at what point was I given the opportunity to maybe guess that there might be something happening I here? I think, yeah. well, there are a
1: few... Without expressly saying what the actual twist is, there are a few moments. So so we find out that Roy is, yes, he's a con artist, but he's also not what he appears to be to anyone else, even his um his friend, I believe. And we find out that he's um, he is actually from Germany, I believe. Yep. He's a German. And he's a German. and A former
0: German soldier.
1: Former German soldier. And there are only a few clues to this. There's a bit where um, they end up, well, for one thing, he's very reluctant to go to Berlin mm-hmm. on a holiday yeah. with Betty. Once he is there... Um, Betty's um, grandson, or is it grandson or son? Grandson. Grandson, who is studying history and, and all that kind of stuff over there, who speaks fluent German, quotes something in German, and Roy immediately understands it, and he has to co- kind of cover that. Oh, wait, no, I don't mm-hmm. speak German, because I that was sort of the thing he was trying to hide behind. But I think other than that moment, there aren't really any other clues, really.
2: Yeah, I think that the, the whole twist, which, because we've done the spoiler warning, it turns out that Helen Mirren is actually the con artist, con artist and she's playing the long con. Well, yeah. I don't I don't think she's a con artist cuz I don't think she cons she's other the one
0: playing the revenge game. Yeah. Roy is the con artist, Betty is the one who's trying to outplay him. She yeah. is the titular good liar. Yeah, she, she I is. think I think she is the good liar. She, yeah, uh,
1: it, when I when I got to the end of this film, I actually thought that the good liar was a really good title because mm, we are always, mm, you know, lying yeah. is bad, lying is a bad thing to do. But in this in, in this instance, which what uh, with what's happened to her character, you go, no, I think she
0: was absolutely justified. Oh, so in, you're in saying she's the good liar in the terms of she's the person who who we sort of feel for more. Ex- exa- I definitely did because yeah. I I see her as being the the good part being implying. The better liar. She's skillful. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I took it as she was morally right to lie. Okay. Well, you, yeah, I, you I think both correct. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's perfectly
2: yeah. valid. I feel I'm struggling to decide whether this is a really w- w- badly structured film or a, a well structured film because we spend half, maybe the first half of this film, following Roy and um, sort of learning about how good of a con artist he is, how he's setting up his next con, and 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 what's going to con- transpire from that. And then we spend the second half of the film with these little breadcrumbs about um, Roy's past, Betty's past as well. I think the problem is those breadcrumbs are probably too vague.
1: I, I would agree with that. Yeah, though I think they were too afraid. I don't say I blame them, but they were too afraid to give too much away. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if you had
2: like a dual plot going at the same time of. of a really nice in-depth flashback story, which which they do, but maybe sprinkle that in the film maybe a little earlier th- and more frequently th- throughout. Yeah, yeah. Um, it
1: only sort of starts to appear, I think, about halfway through, doesn't yeah. it? Once, once he's actually in Berlin is when suddenly we start getting flashbacks.
0: And mm-hmm. then it's truly sort of the last, the act three, that things start to unravel about people's true identities. And we discover that as Roy was a former... German soldier mm. who takes on the the identity of a colleague who is killed and becomes a British man instead. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Because he was teaching English, so he was very fluent in his English, so he was able to adapt and take over someone's identity, get back to England. And But what we learn is that in Germany, as a child, he was tutoring Betty as mm. a child. What a plot twist. Formerly Lily. Formerly yeah. Lily, who was also a German so it turns out this is a German spy film <laughs> yeah. uh, two steps short yeah. of Dust Boot Dust yeah, Boot, das boot. We're, too, we're two steps short of Dust Boot in this film basically <laughs> I think but so. But, but here's the thing Like I found that so wildly left of yeah, centre exactly. as a reveal I agree I was just like this is just strapped on it actually
1: yeah. it, it's so out of nowhere it would have worked if, if they'd sort of teased it better but I was watching it and I was really enjoying this movie I, I quite liked it it and I had to I literally did a double take in a bad way I was like wait mm-hmm. wait no wait has this just shifted the story entirely like it's too unjustified
0: mm-hmm. well they they show Roy's character sexually assaulting uh, Lily yeah. Betty. Or whatever she is, and <laughs> it's like it's like they do all these things to make you go. He really is a bad guy. I like the con artist stuff wasn't enough, yeah. But that is the catalyst for Betty to be giving, doing this revenge thing. And I was just like, I feel like, like they basically, it's 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 a good forty minutes of exposition for them to get to this point, yeah. And it's like, okay. All right, no worries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz the film starts off so lovely like, you know, not a word is said and they're typing all their preferences and stuff and you're like, okay, cool. Like I'm I'm vibing this, I'm getting this. I'm starting to feel the stress already cuz I've seen the trailer which gives that really nice uh, background that we know that he's going to screw her over somehow, and then, and the film starts that way, and you feel like, okay, I'm I'm getting a lot of tension. I'm a bit worried about how is she going to deal with this. You know, is she actually going to come out on top? And then they sort of have to throw it in as this sort of overtly World War Two. Backstory well, yeah. and because uh, because the film's set in two thousand and nine. Yeah, I, I don't know
1: why they emphasise that as well. Uh, I I feel like because it, it was just their ages, isn't it, to make sure that they were the right I, age for. Look, them. looking
0: back at it now, yeah, I think you're right that it's the only way that it can show that they were alive during World yeah, War II. Because
1: I think he's meant to be fifteen, isn't he? Just inter- just before World War II. Because
0: the flashbacks that they show have them interacting around nineteen forty three. Yeah, it's just like this is so this is such a weird. Way of I, this is based on a book, yeah. So okay. I, I am curious to see how the, not that I can read, but how <laughs> how the book translates or makes all of that work, compared to how the films like because like a film like I know this is completely a different film entirely, but something like Ender's Game where the book and the film are two like the. The book explains things so so much better. I guess that's sort of, and like the marsh I was into sci-fi for a while, and you know they have to make movies about those books. But I was disappointed in both of those transitions from the book to film. Yeah, where I was yeah. like, well, I've read the book first, and then I've seen the film. Like, yeah, this is terrible. So yeah. I'm curious to maybe read the Whether book. Whether it's and, smoother in there. Well, I. But having, then I wonder, has the film going to ruin my book experience? Well, I mean, now? having
1: seen the film, I reckon it would be a, quite a good book. I wouldn't mind reading it. But like you say, I know what happens. Now, yeah. I uh, provide, Provided the book is the same ending, but I have a feeling I know what happens, and that might ruin it a little bit. I wouldn't mind reading the book, to be honest. I, w- I would say the whole German subplot is probably a little bit more fleshed, fleshed out in a book.
0: I think it might be. Um, and I hope it is, because
1: in this, it's it's out literally out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and then and it comes back to my point is that we are not given the opportunity to sort of guess. It's like mm. in the future, I want to do Knives Out, and in that, the way it's a lovely murder mystery, Who Done It. And when everything is sort of unraveled in that beautiful classical style of a TV show or a murder mystery where, well, it was this and this, but actually this happened at the same time, like that, you know, that and, lovely... And may, b-
1: yeah. Maybe the difference there just comes down to the script because obviously Nine's Out was written by Ryan Johnson who did The Wonderful Last Jedi. Um, so maybe that's the difference. Um, and this film, who, who wrote this? It wasn't
0: the director that wrote this. No, uh,
2: Jeffrey Hatcher. Who no, I don't really no, know. I no, don't, I don't know who No, idea. is.
0: No idea. Did he do Last Jedi? <laughs> Uh, anyone could have done better mm-hmm. than the Last Jedi. Um, oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I lift my fedora to you <laughs>
2: um, because I because I was viewing this film as as a heist film that that whole twist that felt even more contrived because I, I was I was I was expecting Helen Mirren to to get the upper hand and
0: so was I. I was expecting it as well, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. But I thought it could have been done better than that. I then, think I
2: would have enjoyed myself more if it wasn't, like, based on anyone's past. It was just that Helen Mirren is, you know, this really, really good con artist. A better and, con artist. And she's got this boy toy called, called Stephen that's, that's not me, but the... Oh. No, no the, the Stephen that's her grandson in the film. And uh, he helps her with her escapades. Okay, right.
0: Okay. <laughs> you that, you are heavily projecting yeah, for a moment. There. That's what I yeah. thought this film was.
2: <laughs> Have you seen Helen Mirren C- Kissed Stephen Colbert? Or?
0: Um, so okay. this film was shot quite well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I know, you're, do, I know you're, you're, you're trying to separate yourself from Steve's fantasy. I'm trying to. But yes, you are right. It is beautifully looking and there's some lovely shots in this.
1: Actually, talking of though, um, and, and I hate to to sound quite frigid, which you're laughing because you know that's not unlike me. Was I the only one that was uncomfortable seeing Ian McKellen walk into a strip club? No. Uh,
2: the presence of nudity in this film was yes. That's my that's my
1: point. Like it was
0: really in your face for a film that has Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren in it. I was like, wait, really? I think it really takes a lot of your expectations about the kind of films that Ian yeah. McKellen is in, and just gone. Let's not do any of that. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely
2: not Gandalf in this one.
0: Yeah, it's not happening. You
1: shall not pass. Doesn't, he's that, not like that,
0: no. No. <laughs> no. And he's like he's just he's a, he's a real slimy dude. No. But that I will give it to him that Ian McKellen does such a fantastic job of playing a person you don't want to like.
2: Oh yeah, does the same and, thing in the um, Da Vinci Code as well. He's the villain in that.
1: Yeah, but in Da Vinci Code you sort of love to hate him, I think. Yeah, it's true. He's in this family. one you just think, oh, this guy's
0: awful. And and then like when she started to screw him over, I'm like, oh, do I start feeling for him a bit now? But oh no, but he's. He's basically a rapist. He's a con artist, and, yeah. and you're like, eh, okay. But what I, I think, if we if we take the script as it was and as it was presented to us, I wonder if because all along she's known that he's been this guy, and he's got no idea who she is. If in a double twist or turn, he did know who she <laughs> was. Oh, I really don't want to see that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or uh, another
2: twist, he really doesn't know who he is, and he's just taking on identities as he can find them.
1: He's got a loss of identity, which makes his like where
2: he ends up in the film all the more tragic.
1: What if it's you know you know when Gandalf dies defeating the Balrog? What if this film is the dream he has before he's reborn as Gandalf oh, the White?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how, does, how does he have a concept of a society with cars? Well, and that's, that's why it's a dream. <laughs> Well, I was just looking at the book here that's actually written by a J.R.R. R. Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: called the he Silmarillion. He <laughs> will never amount to a thing.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I think you could argue this probably was a part of the Silmarillion because who's really read that whole thing anyway? <laughs> Many I mean, have tried. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I look. I I think for the most part, it is. Lovely, well shot. It's beautifully acted. Hmm. It's just really that last act and how they try to tie things together. It really lets, for me, lets it down.
2: I didn't really enjoy Helen Mirren all that much. I thought she was a Ooh. little bit of one note throughout the whole thing. She only really
1: comes alive at the end, I'll give you that. I didn't
2: even think she was super great there either. She sort of just goes through explains the, the back plot of the film very vanilla. You think she phoned it in a little bit? A little bit. Okay. Definitely, definitely wasn't the standard of of, of Ian McKellen. No, Ian McKellen is invested. He,
1: he, he. I think he yeah. really enjoyed playing the bad guy. Yeah. In this, and who can blame him? It's a pretty cool. Other than if, you know, I, like we say, a bit out of the blue, but it's a pretty cool character. I didn't.
0: I don't feel like I had any problems with. With her character, I definitely didn't. I thought she was. I thought she was kind of cool. So I feel like you know the the supporting cast in this was fantastic. The The, the acting across the board is actually really good in this. Yeah, really, really well acted film. You know, when we come to to our ratings, I think I'm just going to be repeating myself, but (laughs) perhaps we should perhaps we should do that now. Um, Sure. Out of uh, what? Palm tree walking sticks? I don't know. Knee replacements?
2: Oh, uh, Oh, coconut uh, knee replacements. Coconut (laughs) knee replacements. I'll allow it. Well, that's nice
0: Monty it. Python yeah.
1: reference there. <laughs> Where'd you get the coconuts from? They're tropical. This is a temperate zone. <laughs> anyway, so I'll, I'll start quoting the whole film. Let's let's not do Holy Grail. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, coconut new replacements. I like that. Yeah.
0: All right. I I think I'm gonna film mate. F- uh, land in between the two of you mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Okay. Is that I do like a lot of the film. And again, it was, it was lovely to have a film that we could just sort of sit back and relax and, and watch. And, you know, it's not a superhero movie, uh, which seems to be all the rage at the moment. It was a character driven drama about two people and playing chess against each other, basically. I, I think I'm stuck between like three and three and a half. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a very, okay film for me i wasn't like this film was suggested to me by multiple people. oh you've got to watch it you've got to watch it and i was like okay cool yeah and for the first half i was like i was into it i was like this is cool i'm genuinely stressed about this it's not a a wild action adventure it's people who are working within their limits to achieve their goals and just really just how the twist and the plot is brought into it i just felt like it was a bit of a meh to the audience Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go three.
1: May, may, may I ask you, or do you want yeah, to? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Oh, I miss we're going to end on a resoundingly negative result, but that's okay. <laughs> I I really quite enjoyed this film. Um, the trailer to me suggested sitting, you may laugh at this and that's fine, but um, it suggested to me sitting down with a cup of tea with, with Sir and McKellen and and Dame Helen Mirren and having a good old time about a nice film about some con artists, you know. And the film is, is sort of that, but it's actually quite... Adult and brutal and quite violent in places, and it surprised me. And I was really pleased to be surprised by this movie. And as a result, I actually enjoyed it a tremendous amount. The twist does come out of nowhere at the end, which it not in an enjoyable way. I had to like pause it and think and go, "Wait, hold on, so where, how does that work?" Um, so in that respect, it does t- subtract from the um, the rating somewhat, um, despite how thoroughly enjoyable the first three quarters. Actually, is really enjoyable. I'm going to give it
0: a four. Oh God! Yeah,
1: because I I really enjoyed it. Okay. There are, th- there are Steve, he's
0: allowed opinions. Yes. You know,
1: there, there are there are things wrong with know. you know all favourite films like you know Empire Strikes Back or Lord of the Rings. They're going to be there. Are, no film
2: is perfect, unless it's real Window. It's four from me, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Uh, I was expecting a twist. I got a twist. Uh, the twist was very, very subpar. Do not snort wine out of your <laughs> nose, please, Matthew. Uh, I wasn't. A, I mean, the the real standout performance is obviously Ian McKellen, but it yes. really doesn't detract away from the fact that I was pretty bored throughout the whole thing, and I still don't know why it's set in two thousand nine two. <laughs> Just two. It's so they can go and watch glorious Bastards in the cinema. that was the best part uh. of the film. That uh, was the best part of the film. yeah, that'll be just uh, just the two for me. Oh, okay. a two Yeah. So we got we got Six. What did you give it, Alex? It's it's nine. It's nine nine. out of 15. I'm genuinely not ever going to go back and watch it. I I would. I'd watch this again. Okay.
0: I would easily watch this, happily watch this again. I don't think I Oh, my wife, she needs to watch it, so I might watch (laughs) it over her shoulder, but (laughs) it's probably as close as I'm going to (laughs) get to watching it again. Uh, We have been the Trailer Island Podcast. Thank you again for listening. You can find us at trailerisland.com.au to find any of our old episodes or from wherever podcast service you prefer. Uh, jump on Facebook, give us a review there. Send us a message via Facebook as well. You can send us an email too. Contact at trailerisland.com.au There's a Twitter, Island Trailer. An Island trailer. We yeah.
1: still, that's a con man we need to find isn't it the oh, guy that, oh, that took yeah. that
2: we've got a con yeah. man of a, an at address
1: yeah <laughs>
2: um, always uh, happy to take requests
1: as well um, always send us requests for films for us
0: We always enjoy. I am, I am absolutely you know it could be a film this year have you been to the cinema and seen a film now that cinemas are slowly reopening which is really cool it is cool um, but if you haven't then you know send us an older film that you really like and we'll time tug it uh, toot toot Yeah. I've been Alex. I've been joined by... I am Steve. And I might be Matthew, depending on who you ask. (laughs) And we will catch you on the next episode of the Trail Island Podcast. Good night. I'm not trying to trick you.
2: (laughs) This is a Narrative Network podcast.